All right, folks, this is uh, Jason, and we're coming to you live, and I got to tell you, I got a fever, and the only thing that'll cure this 102-episode degree fever is a little talk about a legion of Nova Dust. Uh, so on that note, uh, we did just have a, a significant event, at least in the CCP gaming world, and we've got a fairly packed room tonight with some of our old guests and some folks we haven't seen in a while. Uh, that are coming back to talk to us a little bit about CCP's FanFest, uh, some folks we had out, out at Iceland uh, at the uh, party at the top of the world that is as colloquially known uh, to talk a little bit about both Eve, Valkyrie, and uh, kind of the, uh, the the topic du jour right now, which would be the uh, New Eden first-person shooter, a.k.a. Project Nova, uh, which is long deep history and if you've listened to the show more than once you've probably heard us talk about uh, some things that are related to it so without further ado let's go ahead and knock out some introductions and so what we're going to do tonight in order to keep it interesting we're going to go with our uh, our normal hosts first and then our lead into our guests uh, which will kind of give everybody time to think so pokey if you don't mind could you give us a uh, quick intro Sure. I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations. I help uh, host the show sometimes. I write for the blog poorly and uh, big dust and no Nova fan. So, yeah. Hi. That's awesome. And his boundless optimism is truly a sight to be seen, particularly uh, being a big fan of something he hasn't actually laid eyes on yet. But hey. Yeah, totally. Who, totally. Who I, judge? I, I, I just, Pokey Sense tells me that I'm going to love it. So, you know. Mm, okay. Said about, <laughs> something about swarm launchers one day and then the shit looks oh. <laughs> So uh without further ado, how about Mr. Bate? Hey everybody, what's up? My name is Iowa Bate. I'm a member of the Incorruptibles Corporation on the Dust and Soon to be Nova side. Uh I write for the blog and I am on the hype train for the new game. Alrighty. Uh Zell. I'm Soraya Zell. I was on the CPM one. Um, I am a co-host here on the show, and I am excited um, for Project Nova. Excellent. Okay. Uh, and now we're going to dig into our into our guests, of which we have a, uh, a a full squad, if you will, as we can continue to go with our tactical shooter parlance. So, Mr. Jade Ekmanheim. Hi, I'm Jade Ekmanheim, uh, aka Neckbeard Nixon, member of Incorruptibles, and uh, Tweet Fleet power user. Ooh, well done. Rabbit. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rabbit Rokior, uh, old dust veteran. Very bitter. <laughs> Grab your beer, though. Okay. All right. I can work with that. And uh, Ripley. Hey, this is Ripley Riley. I'm a CEO of Incorruptibles, shit poster, and I create hashtags to ask CCP to do things. All right. Good beans. Uh, Kane. Yes, yeah, Kane Spiro. Uh, Former member of the CPM, I was on CPM Zero, and I was a, a leader of the Negative Feedback Alliance. And you ruined the game, official. Oh, shit. <laughs> nah, man. That, that, that shit was spoiled way before Kane ever got his little, little greasy little... What a shot, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Content generation, there's just a little bit of a... Di- I think I think I have everybody. Uh, I've, I've hit everybody up. So my name is Jason, and I'm one of the uh, co-hosts here on Biomast, and a member of the Biomast Media Empire. I do not write for the bar, for the blog, although I do occasionally read it, mostly to catch pokey spelling errors. Uh, but that's a story for uh, another episode entirely. In fact, we could maybe episode, dedicate an episode and a half to that just alone. Uh, I'm just saying the red squiggly line usually means change the word. Just Impl- it. Implement has an E in it. Uh, no, there, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my, my typing is flawless. I have never made a typo in my life. 
Okay. Um, so what, what we're going to kind of uh, get into a little bit, uh, as we alluded to in the introduction to this, into, into the show, CCP hosts FanFest every year. It is a, uh, a very specific event to that uh, game developer, that game publisher, rather. Um, and, and it is quite a big to-do. I mean, it's, it's a very big event. It's, it is one of the predominant social events in Iceland. I don't know, everybody pokes fun at ah, Iceland. It's, it's an island. There's ice, you know, there's Vikings. It, it is a fairly metropolitan there, uh, little country. I've been there once uh, purely by accident. Um, absolutely not related to anything gaming, but I, I was fairly impressed. Pretty, it's beautiful too, by the way. It's absolutely gorgeous, uh, and it does look like a for, like an absolutely alien world when you go there. So you can totally see where a lot of people get some science fiction shit from if they live in Iceland. Uh, but anyway, FanFest is really one of the big to dos that they have in Reykjavik every year, uh, and CCP does it right. I mean, they they had a huge lineup this year to include, if I'm not mistaken, the president of Iceland spoke. Um, and just for a frame of ref- reference, EVE Online are really the kind of the CCP uh, umbrella of things that they do, most of which is revolving around EVE Online and the new Eden IP. That represents a fairly sizable um, minority chunk of Iceland's GDP every year. Uh, just as a frame of reference in terms of what that video game, or at least what that company, that one company means to the uh, country of Iceland. So. Without further ado, what I'd like to do is kind of kick this off and kind of turn this over to, I think, a couple of our guests who might have actually physically been in Iceland and a little bit with uh, Pokey and Zell, who can kind of guide us through some of the things that we talked about, uh, or not we, but CCP spoke about as they were, quote unquote, controlling the crowd about their productions. A little pun there, since CCP means crowd control productions. Most people actually don't remember that. Uh, so without further ado, I will turn this over to uh, Pokey and Zell for just a moment. If you don't mind, guys, give us a quick recap of the agenda, and then maybe we can get into some discussions with pre- predominantly with Ripley to kind of tell us a little bit about what Project Nova is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, basically what happened with the... Okay, so in terms of actually Project Nova specifically, it was a pretty short presentation. Um, this year at FanFest, everyone kind of front-loaded all of their big announcements in the opening ceremony. So uh, the, the announcement for Project Nova was included in that. So, you know, this is the, the PC uh, evolution, we'll call it, of what originally started as obviously Dust 514, and then we kind of poked at Legion, which, you know, ignited and blew up. Uh, and then ultimately they re-announced that they're doing a game on, on PC, and this was kind of the, okay, guys here's what we've got, you know, we're, we're showing it to you. And, and they didn't really talk too much about, um, you know, Dust's history or anything like that, which is a shame, but I doesn't surprise me given how uh, bad it kind of makes <laughs> the company look and, and how things went. But uh, they, they did talk about, you know, you know, we're, we feel bad that, you know, Dust unfortunately didn't work out, but we want to move forward with this project, mind you. It's not a product, it's a project uh, to kind of the next stage. And that next stage was to debut the demo or a tech demo specifically for Project Nova at FanFest. People at FanFest were able to get their hands on the game and actually give it a shot. And that um, happened kind of over the course of a couple of days. And I, I do know the CPM got uh, most of the day, the day before FanFest, I think, to kind of play around with it as well. So there's a lot of good... Uh, Reviews out there from the CPM and a couple people who actually were at FanFest talking about their their uh, actual experiences playing the the tech demo. But you know, it, it it looks pretty cool. I mean, there's obviously quite a few uh, YouTube videos out there, people posting up uh, what they recorded off of the the tech demo, and you can kind of see what it looks like. Um, 
Yeah, looks great. Anything you wanted to add, Zell, to kind of Nova was, or, or FanFest in general? I was going to specifically state that um, if you look, if you're looking for uh, videos of the gameplay, um, it's Denny Fleetfoot and uh, Sergeant Kirk, who are the two, uh, or at least two of the CPM who were there on the floor, and they took they took video and uploaded it to their their respective YouTubes. So that should help people search for it. Aeon Amadi also has um, one or two videos up. Uh, okay, was he well. there? Was he there as well? Yes, yeah, he, was. Yeah, he, he was. He was there. Yes. Right. But yeah, I, mean, I think that the video is—it's actually the official video on the post. Yes, yeah, Well, I mean, you know, CCP is a Denny Fleetfoot fan, so you know, <laughs> it kind of goes without <laughs> saying. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I definitely suggest anyone to go check it out. I, I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have. But if you haven't, for whatever reason, it's it's something pretty badass. I mean, it, it definitely has that uh, Unreal 4 look to it. If you've played any of the more recent Unreal 4 games like uh, Paragon and stuff like that, it kind of has that really crisp, you know, extremely gorgeous looking game. Uh, and honestly, the performance was looking pretty solid. What do you think, guys? I mean, I know you've all seen it, right? Well, Paragon I thought it pretty dope. Paragon has not yet granted me a beta key. So, well, okay. just saying. Well, but, you, you've, seen, you've seen Paragon, but, but specifically, what are your thoughts on, on Nova? Um, you know, so the, the big thing uh, that was shown off was the, the map that was shown was um, an interior. It was on a ship. It was, um, you know, set on a carrier, which is, you know, a, a big EVE capital ship. And um, so they they didn't... They didn't state that they wouldn't have planets, and obviously they have all the maps and assets and everything from dust that they can tap into, but um, they definitely highlighted that they wanted to go more places in the EVE universe. They wanted to show more of EVE. Um, so I think you may see more things like, you know, various on-ship maps. I would love to see something that's literally like an in-space combat map at some point, but getting the physics right for that's hard. Um, uh, they actually did mention um, in one of the interviews with uh, Rotati and uh, like asteroid maps and stuff like that as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, Still supposed concept, to exist. Yeah, yeah. If the concept art is to be believed, and I think Jadik, um actually was the was the one who showed who showed me this in the corporate uh, Discord channel was the that yeah. slew of um, high res uh, concept arts that came out. Um, the Patriot uh, leaks. Yeah, the Patriot leaks <laughs> came out. Um, and there was that one that was the inside of, you know, what um, I think we called it a, either like a Kaldari um, a facility or a ship was, you know, actually um, part of the map that they showed in the tech demo. So, you yeah. know, if, you know, going along with that, we may, you know, see a a map on a, like a mining outpost on an asteroid or something. But the highlight point, of course, is that there are literally hundreds of pieces of concept art for dust that never became things in dust. So, know. you know, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's very early days for this. They haven't shown a lot. Um, they have, that it has been said that the game is currently 16 V 16, but that it was six V six for fan fest, which makes some sense. I actually don't mind. Um, having game modes with less players i i truly enjoyed a 2v2 mode on on call of duty called face off um quite a bit but uh you know and i wouldn't mind if there were some flexible scale things there um i particularly love for outdoor maps again if they if they scaled up beyond 16v16 as things became um available um the the big thing is that they have announced no real focus at all on uh links to eve 
Um, it's very much, uh, there's, there's, I, I think it's, uh, confirmed currently no vehicle play, Pokey. Um, yeah, currently no plan for vehicle, but they did mention that planets are, okay, so specifically they said planetary conquest is on the roadmap, which you kind of typically need planets to con- you know, conquer. So, you know, it, it's out there, the option to have a bigger open map where vehicles could be involved, but currently they're, they're just not going to touch it because it's a level of complexity that, you know, let's be honest, vehicles never really write in dust, and I don't think they right. really want to touch yeah, them right now, th- you know, and that's, that's, that's pretty fair, as, as sad as it makes me. I think that's the right call because I think that a big part of the problem was that they were trying to make vehicles work right while making vehicles work right against infantry when they hadn't even gotten infantry working right against infantry. <laughs> and I, in all fairness, I, I will have to, I, and I'm honestly not taking a, an unsolicited jab. I would say that that while that may have been a, a significant problem in terms of balance. That was by no means, the, like by no means, the straw that broke the camel's back for that game. But you have to, you have to admit true. that there was tons of resources devoted to fixing, unfixing, and fixing again, and going back. And the amount of iterations that went through, and the amount of thought energy that went into vehicles and infantry, and the you know balancing the two of them was was fairly large, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I'm, well, let me put it this way. If we're if we're gonna call it that way, I would offer I would offer you the amount of time people have spent balancing infant like basic infantry weapons in the game was equally as bad. Yes, yes, so much yes. <laughs> this is the worst. I mean, how, the worst. how many me weeks every- did we? Sp- how many weeks did we spend talking about you know freaking you know rifle balance? I mean, it was it was obnoxious. It was like six or seven shows of the same damn thing because they couldn't quite get it right. Well, like that's they when I started tuning out episodes, man. <laughs> right there. Right. It was literally there. at the point where they were like doubling. There was like double backs on the same guns just because it was like, you know, it would be three months at a time to span 90 days for just such a minuscule thing. Like I, that always peed me off. Like how it was just like how, why wouldn't they just, you know, do a, a broader scope first. And then after they get all the stuff generally right, then you start to scale back on individual ones, but after you do the whole as a first, you know what I mean? Like infantry vehicles and the other whatnots. I think I still think that near the end, when Rotati took more of the reins, um, I, I do feel feel like we were getting fairly close on all of. But he didn't have the resources stuff. at that point, though. That was the part he didn't have. Like, well, he, he had the reso- team with his vision. Numbers in a data table. I don't. It's really what wasn't. I mean, it's not super resource intensive. But so the the obvious point though is with uh, no strong metagame component on the initial initial work, um, no work on vehicle play, that sort of thing is that uh, they're they're really focusing on trying to get the basics of being a well performing shooter that is fun to play down first before they start just tacking stuff on because it sounds cool. Well, and that's yeah. that is the primary issue that that Dust was plagued with, and I think they're basically trying to do the exact opposite. I mean, Dust, you had a, a really weak shooter component, and then you had wow, this great big giant plan, these big maps, the vehicles rolling around, and planetary conquest, and all this other cool stuff in Fact Warfare. You know, it, 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 sure, it sounded great on paper, but it, you know, the, 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 no matter how much cool New Eden stuff you have. It doesn't mean crap if you can't play the game because it's too laggy or the frame rate's too bad yeah. that you can't actually enjoy the gameplay. So when people are freaking out when Rotati says, hey, we're doing just the shooter right now, I mean, everyone goes, oh my god, it's just going to be a lobby shooter. It's going to be just Call of Duty. Why did I bother? I'm done with this. They're doing the opposite 
in of what they did with dust which was completely flawed and focusing on the core to make sure the damn thing works so you know you can you can add on features later you know that's fine but if the core gameplay is shit you're going to end up with shit no matter how shiny and how much you know polish you put on the turd you know i just hope that it's not like the thing that i think dust did do really well that was was unique independent of the eve connection or anything like that was the um the social aspects the corporations the chat channels and that type of stuff and you know especially with it being on a pc and a lot easier to interact with chat channels and things like that i hope that's something that comes back relatively soon i mean i hope that wouldn't get shelved for an extremely long time you know what i mean well, I think they said there's going to be corporations. They just won't be connected to Eve corporations initially. I think that's what I read, or, or am I wrong? Yeah, no, that's definitely that's something that Rattati said in one of the interviews. Is that it would be later that corporations would be Eve, uh, like Eve corporations as well, which has me a little bit concerned in terms of maybe what happens to some legacy stuff. But it's one of those things like you can understand it, but it's a bit of like a, a hard pill to swallow Honestly, at the same time. Honestly, I you bring me. I always was kind of under the impression they probably should have just had like dust corporations be a separate separate system because we we had a lot of issues you know that especially developed down the road where yeah. you know things with shares yeah. and stuff like that where mechanics shares, weren't, weren't fully supported like, between both games. Yeah, like I I remember um uh, conversations at one time being you know sub corporations type of deal like well, the dust well, we corporation already have exists. a sub corporation mechanic. It's called an alliance and. I think it would make a lot more sense for you to have Eve Corps and Dust Corps be distinct things with their distinct features, and then you tie those together through the alliance mechanic. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm a little mixed on that. Um, I could see it. I could see that being uh, an avenue. Um, definitely, if they were to go separate, Nova Corps first, and then integrate into Eve, then they could. I would definitely say, yeah, that's true. That's that would be an easy mechanic to implement. So far, the only tool. thing Rattati has commented on as far as Eve connection is a purely economic one. Yep. Uh, so, economic, he said, and he, uh, he said the way it would work would be social first and then economic second. So not even... It's just that if, they, if there's just a social and economic connection, I mean, as cool as it would be to have all the incorruptibles in one core spanning Eve and Nova, if there's two different cores and we have to form like a tiny little alliance... And somehow that allows Shanghai to actually develop the Nova corporations separate of Iceland. And I'm okay with that. The only benefit I see right now in preserving corporations that have already, you know, put the legwork in dust-wise, you're out of heaven, your fatal absolutions, your, your negative feedbacks, like those type of things, OSGs. I think, I guess what we're saying now, it would be better if, players want to keep that legacy by transferring, I guess, uh, if you have a dust-side CEO, you switch it to an Eve-side CEO, yeah. and then it'll at least stay relevant on Eve, which is the, the biggest scope of everything. It's the, to the main attraction. Everything else is yeah. subsidiary. So, yeah. I mean... They that, still haven't I mean, said what they're going to do in terms of... They've indicated well, that they would pull... You know, that they're going to pull dust characters out, but then what happens to all the corps that do have dust CEOs? What happens to Eve players in corps with dust CEOs? What happens to um, our character names immediately? Is do I, you know, is do we have to reserve our, our Eve character names or, or have them, you know, potentially up for grabs by a, by an Eve player? The great you know? name Gold Rush of twenty sixteen. Oh God! Yeah, it's, what you definitely could do is now I could save it. You know, the hardship of like losing the corporation if you do have access to an Eve character and you're able to make it to CEO. It, it just exists overall. 
and Eve I mean, once does ceases to exist. To me, that more so than SP or ISK or um, you know your stats or anything like that. To me, the most important thing to preserve was kind of like the footprints in the sandbox, so to speak. And I always saw that as your names and your corp history. Um, if there was some way to keep that intact going forward, that would be great. I mean, honestly, yeah, maybe they, they it's a, unfortunately, there may be too much technical debt in even in doing that um, to Nova. But I mean, it, I, to me, that would be a horrible shame. Well, I mean, I got to ask, does, any, does anybody actually believe that they, they will save any any players' data, uh, you know, other I mean, than perhaps like the names that are all in the spreadsheet. See, but then, like, well, but then you have the data because the data is just data, and they've got backups. They, I, I think, they literally have like backups of Tranquility every day since it was created, or something like that. I yeah, mean, no, I, I got that. I mean, that's it's, not it's just ones and zeros, man. But what I'm asking is, matter. really, do you really think they're going to do anything with that? I, I think, nah, I think so. the names at the very least are already entities on on Tranquility. I mean, the, the corporation is a corporation on Tranquility. The character is a character. I mean, I, you know, if you want to have you know eventual economic connection, you you've got to have you know unique names, so they have to run off the same system in that regard. So I think that the real question is just you know the, the name. I think is is kind of a given. I, I don't see why they couldn't you know transfer that over. I mean, it's just the real question is how do you well, get the PSR login? Log the, the names of the corpse or the names of the players? Uh, well, both. I mean, they, they, names of the corpse. I think is actually not that hard. I think names of the players. So let's say in 18 to 24 months, there's a thing that rolls out. Project Legion becomes Game Legion or shit, Nova. Um, and I, Jason, want to go get my character back that I had on Dust. How do I prove that? Well, well that's so right. The PSN you, question. The I, PSN I API. Yeah. Is, you know what it comes down supposedly, to. And supposedly those types of talks were already... Between uh, between Sony and CCP already happened in the whole Legion uh, debate. So whether or not that stuff is carrying over, like those talks are carrying over um, to whatever happens with Nova, is, is totally up in the air. I mean, we just know that those problems were addressed at one point in time. There's plus sides to look at it too. A Dust character does technically exist in Eve. If 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 you play Eve, these characters do exist already. I mean, and if the only thing that can keep our identity, if that's all we're worried about, I mean, at this point, I don't care about this. I don't care about anything else except the name, the corp history. Like that to me, you know, preserves all over us. That's priority. So, I mean, I guess all it could take is maybe Eve would take over the dust side of registering names if they were to give people the option that I already played through PSN or some, something like that. You know what I mean? Am I making any sense at all? No, no, no. You are. I'm just. I'm. I'm thinking through. Like, I like th these are all the same questions that we had. What two years ago? Um, well, right. <laughs> well, now look. Now, technically, let's see. The the PSN ID is attached to an email address, and that email address is known by CCP. I'm fairly certain. Yeah, so it exists already. So that shouldn't be a problem keeping the identity of the player. They might not even have to go through the whole thing of reserving names. You could just it's just a simple of key switching, like you know, just transfer this and this filters through here and it's not exist exactly or you end up with something where they say they send out a message like a newsletter like you know the newsletter to your email address that's registered exactly to your yeah. name saying saying please sign up for your nova transition and if you don't sign up and the whole deal to get rid of maybe the millions and millions of names that have registered that are no longer used like if you don't 
register your name within 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or something like that, then they free it up. Dude, what kind of world do you live in where CCP sends out a fucking newsletter for dust? <laughs> They've sent out messages and stuff. In all fairness, you know, in all fairness, I think a lot of these ideas are good. I, I, I don't disagree with any of them. The, my point being in all of this and, and it has, and literally not throwing a jab, it's uh, like if you look at every single decision that you we've walked through with CCP on any number of topics, to include Dust slash Legion slash Nova, um, th- th- I think there are probably a handful of people that are involved in this. By the time it gets to where it's really important that there's a window of time for them to do it, there's literally a handful, probably Rattati and a couple other guys, that would legitimately want to do this. The question will be exactly how much effort can they expend based on anything else that they're working on with those games to do this. Uh, And and, and the reality is they're going to triage that. And and I'm not saying that this is a bad call. I think if they are presented an opportunity where it sounds like an incredibly easy thing to do that won't create friction for anything else they're doing, they, they might pursue some of this. But I, mean, I think they, there's a very harsh cost-benefit analysis with them right now. But you also have to understand the amount of money and time that players of the Dust community put into making Dust finally profitable. Dude, they don't. Too. They literally do not care. Like literally, do same, not care. But at the same time, they've also said like you know recognition of Dust veteran status and all that stuff. If you have, if you're going to recognize Dust veterans, you're going to have to have data. To go along with that kind of information, uh, yeah, yeah I know. I, I'm with you, and, and like I said, there's probably literally a handful of people that that like, as a person, like, yeah, man, I would really like to like, you know, a tip of the hat to the people that got through that, you know, through this first iteration, this macro phase, if you will. But like, you're talking about what one, maybe two percent of the people involved in this entire process within CCP. I mean, now they might be the right people. I'll grant you that definitely, but. I, I hold on no hope for this and it's, it has nothing to do with, you know, boo is CCP. It's literally like, look at the state of most games that come out today. Like the vast majority of the games that come out today on any platform, they are, I mean, they're struggling and they, they rely on a cycle of updates. So if they're that rushed trying to get them out the door, unless they've got like an absolutely varsity level, all-star team of people in Shanghai, putting all of this together, um, I, I just think it's going to be a cost benefit analysis for them of like, we would really like to do this and they would probably come out and be very genuine and, and very honest that they would really like to do this, but you know, time resources like, Hey, I could have done that or we could have put something else in the game. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I think though, in term, as long as is Rattati is the executive producer for project Nova and you still have frame in there, I think the likelihood is much higher that stuff will be preserved in some form or fashion, whether it be veteran status or something, maybe even if it's not specifically names and corp history and stuff like that, which to me, that doesn't happen. That'll be terrible, but I totally understand where you're coming from. I still think that the likelihood is higher um, than you would normally see because we have folks like Rattati and, and Frame um, at key positions in the Nova, pro- uh, the Nova um, um, project. Yeah, and that, I think that's fair. I tr- I truly do. I I'm just I, I would just offer like instead of getting too wrapped up in a discussion about how do we get people's like character and court names over, I the, I would really like CCP to see the will game sort first. that out. <laughs>
I hear you. I hear you there. Um, um, yeah, we, we still have yet to hear what's going to happen with the tiered veteran reward. So that that'll all play into this discussion when they reveal that. What, what do you, uh, tiered veteran awards? Can you kind of give a little opening into that? Um, there was something that uh, Frame had um, introduced back in January um, when they said that they were shutting down Dust. They were going to be setting up a, a tiered veteran reward system for people involved in Dust moving on to the next game. Oh, okay. All right. And yeah, they, they, did, they didn't talk about it at FanFest, so they said that because it's, you know, they haven't really touched it yet since it's still a project, and it's still a project and not a product, that they're going to explore, you know, what those rewards will be, you know, once they are, get the green light to move forward. So we don't know anything yet specifically, just that it's something that they're really looking at doing if they can. Yeah, because, uh, now I will agree with Jason here, it doesn't make uh, any sense at all to be worried about transferring over characters if the game doesn't even actually become a game. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is all speculation. <laughs> well, in, in the they kind of implied at the presentation that hey, this is our demo of what we have so far to the players. Let us know what you think, and this will decide you know if we move forward or not. So I think that kind of the reactions of the people at FanFest and the people you know back home looking at the footage and stuff that their their reaction is really going to be kind of the tipping point. You know, hey, is CCP going to do this or not? And I think that, you know, if anything, the reviews from what I've heard for those who actually got hands-on experience were, were quite positive. The, mm-hmm. the message I got from people played it, from the, the experts and from the press, is that it's a very solid shooter. It feels really good. It plays really well. They just want to know what's going to set it apart. And obviously, as we discussed, that's you know, further down the line. I mean, they're, they're focusing on the core elements, but, you know, what's, what's going to be more? But either way, very positive reviews. And I think that's, that's certainly telling and, and definitely a, a, more of a good thing than a bad. Do we know? Um, do we know what the results were? Um, did they do like a graph on the closing day or anything like that? Because um, they, they did. For, how how'd that look? Um, for um, Nova, it was overwhelmingly good reviews. Um, fair amount of excellent, uh, most average, and like a very small percentage was like ranked it as poor, which I was like curious about. Like, yeah, that feedback. Okay. Sounds much, it sounds like did it that. did much better than uh, that Project Nemesis did. Remember, Project Nemesis actually did not have come out with like a super amazing player review at FanFest. Yeah, last but year. I mean, that's what they you know, as last year they did the same thing where they kind of trotted out. Not just Nemesis, but they brought out the disc battle thing and, and the two other demos, and they had everybody rate them with the little iPad quizzes. And at the end, the end of the the event, they you know showed off their results. And um, I you know Gunjacks was wasn't you know stellar, but it was solid. And and sure enough, it's released and it's now the first title to be available on all all pretty much all VR platforms available. Um, I think. And then uh, Disc Battle did was overwhelmingly positive, I think, and they're obviously yeah. still working on that. And they're it looks like they're trying to do integrate it with the controllers instead of the Connect setup, so it's a little bit more reasonable to do at home. Though I I love the Connect setup; that was cool. If there was somebody out there that has the graph, if somebody could compare the graph that Nova got to the graph that Nemesis got, that would be something very interesting to take a gander at. I think. Um, one of the things that CCP has said in like one of the interviews is talking about how this is a vertical slice review. Um, so that's of pretty key language for CCP to use in terms of talking about um, this demonstration at FanFest. Um, and it sounded like there's actually going to be a little something extra in terms of that vi- vertical slice review. 
um, after FanFest as well. Um, uh, CCB's been talking about uh, gate, gates for their project, so whether uh, and they have to pass through a certain number of gates before they actually become a product. Hopefully, FanFest went, I think it seems like from everything I've heard, FanFest went well. And to me, yeah. it sounds like it went well, better than Project Nemesis did, which became Gunjack. Well, and something that I don't think most people back home realize, and I'm getting reports, is that the people who actually play test, they sit down, they do their little 6v6 game, and then they brought that group of 12 people into the room with Rattati and Frame and did a personal interview with mm-hmm. you know your exact thoughts of, of what you liked, what you disliked. You know, and actually got really one-on-one reviews rather than just you know a little iPod or iPad, uh, you know, survey. It was actually like a little more of a human interaction on on what people's thoughts were. So, you know, I, I, again, I think that's that's really kind of important to keep your mind on that. You know, they they're really taking in-depth feedback on this because it is like uh, Kane said, it's a vertical slice review. It's it's a proof of concept, not a prototype. So, I mean, it it comes down to how are players going to react and the the shareholders going, are people going to like this, you know, to such that they would actually pay money for it? Or, I mean, it's a a free-to-play game, but would they, you know, spend money on a free-to-play game that is, you know, like this this demo they've tried? So, I... You know, I I think it's 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 looking positive because I mean other other projects came out with less than stellar reviews and got greenlit. So, you know, I, I I'm hopeful for this. Oh, absolutely! And shout out to CCP Retarding Frame for you know actually doing that, sit down with those those twelve players and um, and talking through. I think that it really shows that they actually do care about you know this iteration of Dust and they want to do it justice, which is you know fantastic. Man, he was nervous though at the beginning. Oh my god, dude! I felt <laughs> yeah. putting his so putting his career on the line there, but had a cold so, and yeah. He, he also mentioned that he what he had been sick. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. He was poor guy. He was, and you could. I, I think you could tell when you saw him on the video too. He looked off. He looked like he was. <laughs> he was zombie rotati or something. But came through and. Uh, um, no man, the the, the uh, all the interviews that came out too were really stellar too. Really enjoyed the uh, uh, massively yes. pop one. Destruct, uh, the Destructoid review was actually it was really good as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's take a moment to realize that a tech demo of a new game got better reviews than the full released Dust Five One Four reviews. I mean, that's it's it's kind of sad, but. But you, you guys are right. I mean, the, the reviews have been very positive on the press side as well. People just, the question across the board for everyone is, this is great. You know, what more is going to be on top of this? And I think that's kind of the question in everyone's mind. And I know a lot of people in the forums are really freaking out, not quite getting their head around the idea that, you know, when Ritati says, we're working on the core gameplay, that doesn't mean, I just want to make a great shooter. That doesn't mean that that's all it's going to be. You know, I think he might dial back some of the more grand unattainable ideas that were attached to dust, but that doesn't mean that it's going to stop at, okay, here's a 16 versus 16 arena match. That's it. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to be more than that. And people need to kind of take a deep breath and calm down and, and, you know, realize that hopefully, you know, if this thing moves forward, that we'll get more information as time goes on and that they're trying to stay really reasonable and really realistic in terms of what they can talk about or what they even want to try tackling. So, I mean, like I said, the vehicles, very complicated system, never got working right, you know, in Dust. They're not going to touch that for a while until they get right. they know that the rest of the game is right. It's the same thing for a lot of this stuff. So I, I think when he says we're focusing on the core gameplay, it's not that this is all I want to do. It's, hey, guys, look, I'm 
making sure we don't make the same mistakes we did with dust, you know, relax. And, and that's how I'm taking it. And that might be my boundless optimism speaking, but I, I really do like to think that it's, it's more of a, we're avoiding the mistakes we made rather than repeating them. You just, I guess everyone just gets a little nervous when they say, when CCP says we're just focusing on the core. And I can understand that because if you have, remember it was CCP's talk was we're focusing on the core, we're focusing on the core. And then we got the game when dust released with all the horrible controls and all that stuff. So I can understand people being apprehensive, but I think totally. the, team, the team that they have right now is just a very, it's a very different, uh, uh, with Rotati heading things up. I think it's just a very different environment. Have than they, was back then. Uh, and, and, and honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, they're I'm Ripley or, or maybe even Jake might know, but ha- have they actually brought in people that have ever made successful FPS games in any capacity on the team? And I'm not, I, again, I, I'm trying not to sound like I'm throwing rocks at it. I'm because I, I know that that was one of the the main issues that you had was there were a lot of people that were thrown at at uh, you know at dust, in, including in the years up to its release. But you didn't really have anybody associated with like significant FPS titles. Uh, and I was just kind of curious if we know if they've brought anybody in, you know, that's like, yeah, I know how I've, I have done this type of stuff before. Because you certainly never got that feeling from any of the last couple, three kind of sort of sets of developers. Now, Rattati, who is not a, I mean, he is a, a fantastic guy that reminds me in a weird way of, one of our guests, Mitch Gittleman, he's like, hey, I, you know, there was a lot of people that could do ones and zeros and code and, and do game theory, but somebody needed to run the projects and make them run well. And he strikes me as one of those kind of guys because he really started out as a gamer. I mean, he had nothing to do with actually the development of the game for the most part in his previous iteration and suddenly finds himself running the project of building the game. So I'm kind of curious, do they have people coming in or have they brought in people that are legit, no kidding, you know, have some kind of real experience in putting these games together? Hope so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's they're not going to discuss that, honestly. I mean, at least nothing I've seen publicly. I don't distinctly remember. I mean, because people pay attention to pay attention pretty closely to the job postings that CCP puts up. Um, in terms of positions at Shanghai and stuff. And I don't distinctly remember anything popping up that might allude to personnel like that being added. Though any, some of that may be... Recently, any, some of that maybe. may only be advertised in, in Shanghai or something like that if they're you know picking up local talent for some of that. I don't know. I mean, I know there was an AI position, an AI programmer that, that popped up a while ago, but I mean, that's that could be a, a number of things. It's not specifically an FPS sort of deal. It's more of a any game with a PBE experience. So, I mean, that's that's tough to say. But I, again, I haven't seen anything publicly in the jobs postings or them speaking about it, at least, you know, who they've brought on and whatnot. I mean, I imagine that if this thing moves forward, they hopefully will, you know. I, I, I mean, if they can get it this far and get it playing pretty well without... You know, necessarily a lot of prior experience under the team's belt. I think that's 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 a pretty good deal. But uh, you know, for actual deeper development, it, it would be nice if they brought people in. But again, that probably requires a green light to actually get the funding to to make you know that kind of hiring ch- uh, call. You know. Yep. No, I'm, I'm like I said, I was kind of curious because I I know that's that's something I've started to follow more recently is the um, you know the movement within the game development community because as 
you know, as you guys well know, I mean, multi, most for the most part, a game developer, he's he's his his very nature of his work is to work himself out of a job. Uh, so there's a fairly mobile population that you know kind of lives and works in this, and you tend to get hired based on the type of things you're doing last. Well, if you're building, you know, a game with a hashtag 10-year plan, your goal is not to write yourself out of a job, but write yourself into producing more and more for that product. So Not with the same way that CCP's been doing. (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, obviously, success is needed for that. But, Ah, I mean... If I break this, I'll have more than 10 years to do. (laughs) The life of a spaghetti coder. Hey... Hey, don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Yeah, the part that I'm really curious about is, you know, uh, obviously, I mean, Retati actually has a post on the forums laying out um, quite a few key points of, you know, thoughts he's having about what they're doing with the development and whatnot. And, and you know, one of the things he stressed is that, you know, they're not afraid to change things from dust if they feel that it, it wasn't good for the game and, and you know, that it's probably going to end up being controversial. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how and what kind of changes we'll expect to see. Because it does sound like even some of the core systems like character progression and skill and how that's going to work is going to be, um, at least to some degree, uh, very different from Dust. It, it, it sounds, sounds like... It sounded like the Legion progression model. Um, it sounds, yeah. I mean, it sounded like there were maybe a bit more, uh, a bit more of a caveat that they would open it up to early to allow people to customize it further. But I, I, I definitely, when reading about that i was yeah. like this this sounds like the legion progression model it sounds like legion pro- legion progression model but with more flexibility to it, it yeah, i'm like- sure that was a lesson learned from the uh you know angry comments the, it, when I mean, it was first like, announced i mean uh it'll be that'll and it, i know some people complained about the rock paper scissors balance that CCP has tried to do with Dust in the past, and there definitely sounds like that's something that they're trying to do with um, Nova, but whether that ends up being a bad thing or a good thing or... I don't know. It's one of those things. It definitely is super duper early in the um, in the development, in the, you know, in this project, so it's it's hard to say, you know? Yeah, because it sounds like they're moving toward a, like using the weapon progresses the weapon kind of thing and unlocks more tears as you go along. I'm actually more of a fan of that. I didn't I didn't particularly like the idea that I can play logistics and store up a gazillion spill, you know, skill points and then spe, you know, spec into proto something else without ever actually touching it. I think that felt kind of counterintuitive and you know, a lot of people when I first brought them into the game were were kind of confused by that. I think the idea that hey, you want to use something you keep using it, you get better at using it. <laughs> you know, it yeah, that's more a, intuitive. Build a sense of mastery in that, but I mean, at the same time, you do have people who are used to the uh, skill point pool system, so you don't know how like a passive or active system could work in that sense. Yeah, and yeah, we do. It's how Call of Duty does it, and and <laughs> I, I honestly, I mean, realistically, I think the skill point method is actually is you know very is isn't very common. I think it's much more one of those things we just accept because it's the way Eve did things. Yeah. Um, and I'm not at all opposed to uh, to playing with that aspect of things. That's that's not a part of the formula that I feel is sacred. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, CCB can't hold stuff sacred, because if they do, they'll end up with... Like, they can't hold everything sacred that Dust did, because then we'll have Dust again, and that's not good for anybody. Uh, well, let's be honest. 
Well, especially with like a passive SP system, the game is free to play. You know that that you know <laughs> it, it, you can start running into some some weird oddities, and it's usually not a huge deal. But I mean, we we've seen issues in the past where you know having fifty thousand alts and you're you know letting them cook with SP, it, it can do some weird things. But I mean, like you said, you can change things. I mean, I, I'm. Some of the stuff they said has left me a little uncomfortable, like the like the fitting system. You know, it, the way that it was kind of very vaguely described does indeed remind me of the old Legion progression, which was explained a little more in detail and I was not a fan of. But, I mean, I guess the point that I'm making is that I'm okay with changes that move away from maybe something I liked. You know, if, if, if I like something and they say, we're going to change this, as long as the end result is something that makes sense... That's fine, and that's why I'm trying to kind of keep a cool head about it and go, okay, well, we know 1% of what they're doing, so it's, you know, I'm just kind of taking a chill and, and wait until we see more before I you know, really pass judgment on it because you know, maybe we'll say, oh, it's, it's Legion system, it's terrible, I don't want this bad, 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 and they may release it or show, hey, this is what we're working on, I go, oh. That actually makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm okay with it because you know the devil's in the details, and we don't have any right now. So, you know, I, I would encourage you to kind of keep a level head and go. Let's wait until we actually see what they're working on, rather than freaking out over assumptions about you know changes being made because they may end up ultimately being good ones, even if it's away from what we like right now. You know, yeah. and, and, no, please Ritali go ahead. Didn't... Oh, um, there was one thing I like. It sounded like I overhear a dev in one of the videos that was talking about um, the capability of Unreal Engine 3 to be able to craft in match. So I don't know, that's a bit of tinfoil, but it's it's a, it's a possibility that you might be able to cr craft weapon upgrades like you Just, get a certain number of war points within a match, you're able to do something with your gear. Now was that a dev talking or was that just some guy talking out of his ass? <laughs> Could very well be okay. the latter. So, so, so like, I can uh, like have my HMG and then kill someone with a forge gun and then like cobble them together so I can that's, machine gun. That's, what that's like a horrible like. idea. <laughs> Put corpses what to use. What are you shooting? I'm making something better. <laughs> uh, you were going to say something, Jay, before? No, no, I, I was just going to make a comment. I think what you said is pretty accurate. And, it, and I would remind everybody that we view all this from you know, every one of us in here came from the, you know, inside the CCP house in terms of a Eve slash dust uh, start point as a, as a frame of reference uh, for what we're talking about. But really, you know, th there there may be things that look a lot alike in the game, sounds a lot alike a game, and there's functionality, but the reality is they're just building a new game. Um, and it, it may very well, and will likely move away from many of the things that, uh, we were somewhat familiar with in Dust, uh, just and and that's and that's probably okay. And like I said, every almost everything I saw in in the in the, uh, the articles where Ritati actually spoke to things that they're trying to put inside the game, you know, there there was no real surprises in there. Things we've talked about before, and and much like with Pokey, there there may be things that I probably took somewhat some issue with. That Ritati said were literally just design choices, and he is the person that is the chooser of the design, um, and that's okay. And it just, you know, whether I was coming into this new or new or old or whatever, I would probably want to make some kind of, you know, analysis of, hey, what's this game going to be like? Like, how does it play? Play it for a little bit, and you may like it or you may not. And guys that loved us and were eating it up throughout its its life cycle through the many changes that it went through. 
Um, they may find that this game, they get into it and they're very fired up and it's not to their liking, you know, or people that hated dust find that, Hey, wow, they fixed the things that I wanted them to fix. It's just a very individual outlook on the game. I just want them to make a good game. Like I, I'm kind of with pokey and now don't get me wrong. Like it, they're, whether they make a good, if they make a good game, but it's not the kind of game I want to play, I won't play it. But I am glad that they've made a good game because other people will play it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean the thing is, is that we know basically nothing. <laughs> I mean, people can well, make assumptions that that you know, oh well, they did this in the past and they're just going to do it again. You can be bitter and salty about it, but that's not going to help anything, and that's certainly not going to help the game be pushed into production where you will actually find out more. And who knows, you might actually like what they're doing. And, and I, I guess I'm I'm a little bitter about the bitterness because it's it's getting kind of crazy. I've had to stop reading the forums because it's been pissing me off. Well, I'm sorry. What's up, man? So, so the interesting thing is that Rattati did actually get into a little bit of detail um, in a post that I think it was it today. I think he made it or yesterday. Maybe yesterday, but yeah, that, that was a good one. Oh, so I mean, he even actually got a little nitpicking into it, like about how scan pro. Like one of the things that, uh, uh, if anyone had been part of the dust forums for a while, would scanning and how scanning worked, and actually went into a little bit in depth of some technical hurdles that were huge insurmountable things in dust that seemed to have been fallen by, have been solved. And I don't know if they were easily solved or not, but have been solved in the past uh, four to six months uh, working on project Nova, which is like scanning fall off. And also not only that scanning profile changes um, with your position and stuff like that. Now I know, you know, it's something I know uh, like Zatara was actually uh, when he was on CPM, he was a big proponent of like, you know, scanning, you know, if you're crouching, your profile changes if you're shooting your scanning profile changes so it was interesting to see the takeaway from that was not necessarily that those were mentioned specifically is that there are specific lessons that Rattati is taking away from dust and and then applying that to nova in a way to fix it and make it better um like one of the things that if if you look closely in the video playbacks um, you know, the extra points for downing. So when you shoot somebody and kill them after they're dead, you get extra points, that kind of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I think that's something that gives me a little bit of confidence in terms of maybe some core aspects being fixed with an eye towards dust past in a way, in a good way, if that makes sense. Yeah, another thing that also came up was uh, they chosen to move to a, like a, an active module system, kind of like the waves of opportunities with vehicle modules. Absolutely. I thought that was quite interesting to, to have them discuss too. And um, speaking of vehicles, honestly, I would be completely fine if Dust never ended up having vehicles in the long run. I mean, we would all shed tears for dropships and, and tanks and labs and stuff. But at the same time, I mean, at the same time, if you think about it, anything you can do with the vehicle, you could probably do with a dropsuit, vari a dropsuit variation of some form or another. Um, one of the things that was inherently problematic in Dust was the vehicle anti-vehicle counterplay and how they tried to put them in their own little boxes and those boxes like it would sort of work but then like when the infantry stuff got up butted up against the vehicle stuff like it wouldn't like you'd have a weapon that worked well against the vehicle but then when it applied to infantry it didn't work or and vice versa um i don't know I'd, i wouldn't be horribly amiss by you know that not happening in the long run Mm -hmm. yeah. And I may piss off some vehicle pilots by saying this, but I mean, you could go with the mag approach where mag has certain game modes where vehicles were included. And it was part of 
like the actual overall objective of the map like acquisition for example you had to sneak into the enemy base or, or fight your way to the base and then steal a vehicle and then extract it you know and you would you would it had turret on. i mean you would use the, the vehicle to fend off people as you're running around trying to get out of the base and you know I, I wouldn't be opposed to you know certain game modes that that featured vehicles or you know for a specific purpose i think a lot of the issue you had is that vehicles never really had a purpose in the game it was exactly. well they've got a big turret and up. they can kill shit <laughs> you know and, and that's basically all they could do and that's what caused the issue if you gave them a game mode with a specific purpose like hell skirmish 1.0 and dust granted tanks could still kill people but you actually had a purpose for that that tank you could drive it up and blow up the defense relay and help progress the match faster i mean that was a, a purpose that worked in that particular game mode and i'd be fine with that if you know layered on the lines okay you know this is a planetary map you know there's there's going to be vehicles you can bring the vehicle in and this is what you this is specifically what it's used for you know and i think that if you have a very specific game mode with a specific purpose the vehicles will work quite well it's just that we never had that before at us and that's where basically almost all of the problems stem from yeah and unreal tournament did the same thing as they had you know they had specific vehicle modes and i i think especially when you're talking about a game that's now talking about having interior settings and exterior settings it makes a lot of sense because you've got to have a way to divide you know if if you say well vehicles don't make sense to be you know spawning and driving around inside you know an eve carrier um, and then suddenly, you know, if, if everything's all in one queue, then vehicle pilots queue up and then they end up in a map where they can't play with vehicles. So, right. I mean, I mean, yeah, it makes sense to divide it by a game mode. And, and I, I absolutely think it makes sense to develop it once the, the rest of the game is working well. Well, and that's kind of a high level decision they need to make. And I think it's, it's basically been made is that in Dust, vehicle play was it was um, advertised as this is a, a profession or a role that your character can specialize in. You can be the vehicle guy. But like Zell said, if you've got maps that most definitely will not support vehicles, that kind of makes it hard to be a dedicated vehicle pilot. Cause, I mean, you just, you load and go shit. I'm in the chimera. Okay. Back out, try again. You know, that's, that's not good gameplay. And I think that, you know, if they're going to make the choice that, you know, vehicles are part of certain game modes and that you don't necessarily make it a career, but you can invest you know, some points or some some proficiency into, you know, helping you in that particular game mode, that's that's fine. But I think that the idea of a vehicle professional is, is just not going to be in this new game because it, it doesn't support kind of the scope that they're going for with the maps and the gameplay. And I, I mean, I wouldn't mind if particularly in the, in the case of where you had vehicle games, I mean, I thought Titanfall handled vehicles very well. They were, they were something you had part of the, you know, you could call on part of the match. Everyone could contest them in a reasonable way. Everyone could, could use them in a reasonable way. And they fit into the game design of the game in that way. Yeah, and it allows you to kind of focus fire it a little bit more than trying to make a, a system that works in all situations, which obviously didn't work. And we're going to have to edit that out. Well, I'm just kind of looking down my list. I, I, I have a post up on the, the blog here kind of outlining all of the key points that I took away from the various interviews that Rattati had done. And, and this does not include the forum post that he put up himself. So oh, you know, did I, you post I, that? It's posted and oh, it's full okay. of typos, so don't read it yet. I went through and I corrected like a dozen different things at least. And then oh, like... Okay. Two, Two so, hours so it's later. not that Pokey's bad, it's just that his editor was crap. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. no, no. So he, he, puts, he puts out this post, 
And I go in and review it, and I, I, I gave it a good try, at least. I corrected a ton of stuff. And then a couple oh, make hours, sure Dust was capitalized, right? Co- but, yes. But, but the typos were made. <laughs> I, you know, Dust, I want the formatting right, darn it. You put a space between Dust and 514, you capitalize Dust, Dust. By God, the there branding. better be an Oxford comma. And, and there better be Oxford commas, that's right. And oh so... God. You know, I fixed a whole bunch of stuff. Some of it was typos. Some of it was some of it was formatting. And then Zarya comes and says, "What's with all these typos?" And I'm like, oh, "That's the typos." This is that's why I had Zarya edit most of my post. I had Zarya like do an editing pass. So. Zarya is better than all of us. We know. Yeah. So so she, that, that, and English you'll... isn't even her first language. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- th- there you go, folks. Our, our professionalism when writing our blog posts is about as awful as our professionalism when, when we're making a podcast. So at least we're consistent for 102 episodes and a lot of a lot of two posts. years. Yeah, two, two, two years. years. Boundless, boundless unprofessionalism. Yeah. We, we... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's the podcast title. That, oh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, we started this the weekend after Fan Fest two years ago, and and. That hit us like a ton of bricks as they as it was the uh, Legion announcement weekend, and uh, somehow we're still here. And now, and now, two, the the uh, a weekend exactly two years later, and we have plays the roaches of the FPS world. We have a different game, and um, we're we're also still here. So uh, we we're doing we're doing okay at the moment. So. Yeah, while I'm thinking about it, going through and watching all the video that you know Denny and Kirk and Aeon posted. Um, even though it was like recorded with a with a cell phone, you could tell that the game ran really well. Um, I was talking to I think I made a, a comment to Kirk and asked him, you know, what it was running, if it was running on uh, 60 frames, because apparently people care about that. And he said it was running a lot higher than that. So. Well, I mean the screen can only display it at a certain frame rate, even if it even if it has a higher frame rate that the game is processing it at. I see, okay. But um, I'm and most monitors cap out at sixty. You can get you can get you know fancy monitors for at mm-hmm. one hundred and twenty and two forty and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the the thing that was was really funny to me, and I don't know who said it. And I I'm I'm gonna only mildly anonymously shame them. Is uh, there is someone commented on one of the videos that uh, they thought it looked bad in sixty frames per second on the uh, on the uh, the video, and I'm like the the. YouTube's only playing this in 24, buddy. (laughs) It's because people want to be angry about it. Actually, on that note, um, they were handing out the specs of the PC that the computer was running off of. Oh, they were? Yeah. Where where are those at? Are those on the forums? I I, I got it from somebody who was actually there. uh, Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if it's on the forums. But it's it's certainly not... uh, not Someone NBA totally alt tabbed open control panel system. There it is. I got the steps. <laughs> 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 it's all out and kicked out of FanFest. So, so I, I will say that the computers were Valkyrie branded PCs. So my guess is is that they are VR ready. Not that Nova is VR, oh, okay. but that they they are capable of running VR. But I took the specs. I went to PCPartPicker.com, 
and I priced out how much it would take to build this machine, more or less. I couldn't find every part exactly, but I basically found the equivalent. Well, so what's the processor, graphics card, and RAM? Because that's really all that matters. I don't remember what the actual specs were. Um, God damn it. Let me see. Four God, you're so you're so God I wasn't. I wasn't. I gotta set us up like that, man. You're I bad. I'm the least nerd dude in the room, and I could have told you that this crowd would have fucking been on you like my bulldog going after a jar of peanut butter. Oh, hold on, I'm, like I'm pulling specs. it up. Jesus. I know that Oculus, Oculus Rift minimum specs are an i7-4790K processor and a GTX uh, 970 graphics card. I don't know if they're a, if what they were playing on was above that. It's a pretty spiffy build. It's the same computer I have, basically, so... That's kind of the minimum Oculus spec. Okay, okay, okay. I've got the specs. Jesus. Okay, Who's so it to you? I'm not gonna say that. Okay. Um, okay, so it's uh, Intel Core i5 6600. Um, I think the cooler, I the CPU cooler was not the one they listed. I thought it was about the same price. Um, motherboard was an Asus Z170. The memory was 16 gigs of Kingston HyperX Fury Black. The storage was a Samsung 500 gig hard drive, no one cares. The video card was an MSI GeForce GTX 980 Ti 6GB video card, and I just threw in a random case and I'll that's just a, fly. That's, a, that's a actually a pretty, pretty high-end card. It's a that's pretty high-end card. So, so if you add this all together, this does not include peripherals, so no monitor, no keyboard, mouse, and shit like that. It's got the operating system. It comes out to about $1,500 for the whole thing. Holy shit. No, well, that's, that's not that's I could have crazy. Yes, for that's, that's money. Crazy. <laughs> that's medium for a gaming PC. I mean, well, I, really I'd say it's, that's, that's kind of high. I mean, you, you, my, my PC does not have the same specs, and I paid about 1000 bucks for mine a couple of years ago, and it runs just fine. I mean, if you're a hardcore PC psycho nerd, then... Maybe you'd probably snuff at my computer, but it, hey, it by runs, the time it runs this game well actually enough. comes out, that'll be cheap. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, like I said, mm. this is this is a Valkyrie branded computer, so I imagine it's spec for VR. I it's probably going to be lower required specs. So do not take this as this is CCP's minimum requirements for the game because it's not. This is just the, the rig they were running it on, and honestly, they were going to go overkill with it because they wanted to make sure it ran well. And and um, as a <laughs> As it is not optimized. The game is not optimized, obviously. So don't take this as minimum specs. I'm just saying that this is what it was running on at FanFest. This is what the, it looked like in those videos. It was about a $1,500 computer. And it's it's worth noting that CCP has partnerships with a lot of the um, uh, hardware companies like um, NVIDIA. And so they are prone to um, overdo it on FanFest machines because yeah. they can. Because... Yep. And video will send them a palette of graphics cards just for the heck of it. It's a $650 graphics card, which is crazy. Like, that's really high end. So, I mean, you can get away with dropping that by quite a bit and and knock off a a few hundred bucks off the price. So, I mean, you can go crazy with a graphics card and, you know, run Skyrim at 3,000 frames a second or, or whatever the hell people do. But you don't necessarily need it to have a game that runs well. At the same time, a free-to-play game, one of the core measures of its success is how many people can you get to actually log in and play it. So the lower the specs that are acceptable yeah. to run the game are, the better off CCP's. It's in CCP's own interest to make the specs. Well, they and- just knock all the textures down to like what we were used to in, in Dust on the PS3, <laughs> and then you're good. There's going to be a dust filter. There's a dust filter on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
it artificially lowers the frame rate to six. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 they've basically said that they want to keep this. The, I mean, they don't have anything nailed down in terms of what the minimum specs are. Again, what I read off is not by any means an official list of what this game requires or will require. But they have said that they want to keep it the the minimum specs about mid to high tier. So I mean, you're not going to run this off of your typical Dell you buy it at Home Depot. But if you build a you know a decent gaming PC, you'll, you'll probably be able to run this, and you can get away with that for obviously more than a PS4 in most cases. But you know it, it's not going to be requiring a three thousand dollar PC to run this thing. So don't freak out. Don't you know get upset over the the numbers we listed here. I'm just giving you a a, a general idea of what machine the tech demo was running off of, which is in no means an indication of what the final game will require. I'm just going to reiterate that before people start freaking out and posting all over the place about this. In terms of not final, have we also, I don't think we highlighted during this episode anywhere that um, Project Nova is, as with other project things, a code name, not necessarily the final name of the game. It could be yeah, named... It has to be called Infinite, of course. But I want yeah. my special edition Nova anything. Knives. It could be named Dust 2, it could be Phoenix, it could be, you, you know, the Revenge of Legion, or, you know, Kane's Pan, I don't know. Five. You know. <laughs> oh. All I can say is that if the project name is Nova, and the final game is Katana, or any other melee weapon, I'm going to lose my shit, because I, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I will not, I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> I hate that shit. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not the final name yeah, by it, any it, means. It, it, you know, an interesting thing that happened this weekend that actually uh, got a little bit of press, or, or a good bit, the, um, that I think is actually a good tracer bullet from where things may or may not go in the future. It just depends on how long it takes for Nova to actually become an a, a th- actual thing, as opposed to a project, is that Valkyrie is going to be cross-play between the Vive, uh, the Oculus, and um, the PS4. Yes, that was, that was, yeah, that that's was huge. really exciting. That's um, really cool. Because that is... The big thing is, is that, and I've, you know, talked about this before, is you, you kind of have this format war coming up where Oculus has their spec and, and Steam VR has its spec and each each game has to be like, well, we work on this one and this one, or we work on this one, but not this one. And for them to not only say, you know what, we're going to support all of them. And Gunjack was already the first, um, the, officially the first game to run on uh, all of the platforms, like, day one release of VR headsets they ran on it. Um, and for them to then go and say, you know what, we're going to do pretty much the same thing with Valkyrie, and then it's all going to cross-play is kind of insane. Um, and that's that's a really big step. Well, and you, you see that trend it. in gaming lately, too, is the cross-play is... It's in the developer's best interest to make the cross-play, because it's just going to increase your player base and keep your populations up. Absolutely. I think a lot of the, the friction... That we saw before with consoles and PCs and crossplay, especially with now all the consoles being x86 architecture, um, has been some as being there's a lot less friction than there used to be, to say the least. Well, I mean, there's still the there's still the 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 elephant in the room with it is the actual console manufacturers themselves trying to lock in exclusives, um, and that still unfortunately happens way too much. At the end of the day, at least it's not it's not where um, um, PS4 definitely seems open to being cross-play with PC. Um, Xbox, in certain circumstances, seems to be open to be cross-play with certain games. 
Yeah, well, they just announced, actually, I think it was a month ago, that Xbox said for the first time that they would allow games to cross-play, that developers would be allowed to make PS4, Xbox One cross-play games. Because Microsoft was the big... Yeah, Microsoft was the big kibosher on that one, and they actually said that they're okay with it. Um, And then the other big thing that Xbox recently has done, and I don't know how many people have paid attention to this... Um, but they have gone like full bore on like properly supporting PC as um, a, a platform for playing Xbox games. So on the Windows Store on Windows 10, they've listed like I want to say three or four games now that are um, full Xbox achievements, high-end games comparable to what you get on an Xbox One. Um, they did the a remastered version of Gears of War that'll play in up to 4K, I think. And then they did, uh, of course, Rise of the Tomb Raider launched um, both through Steam and through the Windows Store. And the Windows Store version has the Xbox achievements. And then they just, uh, Quantum Break was the big one that's a big Xbox exclusive. And the only exception to the Xbox exclusivity is that you can buy it on the Windows Store with Xbox Live and everything tied in. Um, as well, and I think if you pre-ordered the Xbox version, you got the PC uh, code for the PC version for free as well. So they're really trying to push. Um, you know, they're they're finally building like a, a real proper competition to Steam on on Windows, which is to tie it to their existing successful gaming platform. I will say that the difference there is, uh, of course, with um, Valkyrie being crossplay, is that if you look at it, it's uh, all, you're always using a controller when you're playing Valkyrie, whether it's on the PC or what, you know, I wait, don't know wait, about wait. the Vive. There's, they got to add joysticks at some point. I mean, come on. They, um, I did hear, read something about joysticks. Yeah. They were talking about eventually, me. but they, they, currently it's all controller. Yes. You don't have, it's, but still the difference between a controller and a joystick is not the same as a difference between a mouse and key mouse and keyboard and controller. You know, we dealt with that in the dust community at nauseum. Yeah, yeah, we had that chat out a couple weeks too with the because uh, um, uh, I, I don't know if you know, but we had the uh, one of the developers of the Shadowrun game that that had crossplay um, was actually on our show. Yeah, I'd heard about that. I hadn't. I didn't get a chance to listen in though. You should. He's awesome. Really cool dude. Well, guys, we're we're getting kind of a little over the hour mark here. Is there anything else specifically you guys wanted to talk about in relation to Nova or just in general? Uh, I'm reading over Ritadi's, um uh, his big forum post where he kind of outlined, um, you know, just, uh, where he cleaned up or he made some clarifications and he said a little blurb, um, when he was talking about the five states of, of being able to see those on the, of the five states of shield on the glove. Um, he hinted at maybe a third person mode saying that being able to see those five states was pretty nifty, and then in parentheses, he's, in parentheses he said, also in third person. So I'm, spectator? I kinda, yeah. It's probably yeah, spectator. spectator. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, spectator. I read about that. Yeah, Damn it. Spectator. I yeah, think really like someone can be looking at you and will see the effect. That's that's what I read it as, is, is that, yeah, that it would, it would be visible to other players who were standing next to you or whatever. That's lame. That's old school. Your that's battlefield right there. Well, I will mind. crush your dreams. I mean, I mean, here's my hype. Thanks, able, Zell. Yeah, I, I think being able to switch between third and first person in a in a shooter like this can do some really screwy stuff to balance, especially when you consider that yeah. in a third person mode you can see around corners generally, and yep. that's that's the that's uh, the big one. I think I that's pretty that. awesome. I'm not gonna lie. 
If they can do that, if you're talking about that style of gameplay, I'm not opposed to it. I actually like it. Like, it's I would much rather a third person shooter than a yeah, first. Yeah, if I was a live view on third person, that'd be sick. Dude, Honestly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, dude, me, I'm going to be the greatest live view now, and it's like, nah, oh my God. not really. Yeah, just go haywire. It'd be exactly. fun if you had, like, Maybe you, you know could what? have characters that had third person because they weren't shooting. Like, you could have Lodgies, could have yeah. no guns, and could have third person, and then all the people with guns would be in first person. Exactly. And then the, the part of the Lodgy role would be that they could look around a corner until you were <laughs> about to be screwed. Hey, one thing I know that we did gloss over a little bit is now that Project Nova is the thing, we now know that for sure Legion is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, I, they, they pretty much said that. And we pretty much knew that before they said that, but you know. I just want to know what happens to the forums now. That's, That's a, a really question. good question. I, I expected to hear something at FanFest, honestly, but I, the thing I is, guess is not. most of the people at FanFest don't care about the existing dust forums. It's not. I mean, it's mostly yeah. Eve people at the at FanFest, oh, and they're yeah. mostly going to want to talk to. I mean, you've got. FanFest has a ton of EVE players, and it also has all the press. All the press yeah, are there. I guess so they're going to focus on that. We're, you know, it's definitely a question that needs to be asked. It's definitely a question that needs to be answered. Um, I mean, I think that the big problem is that um, the forums are tied to PSN login, and they have a requirement you be able to play the game for a certain amount to be able to, look, to you know, use it. So the forums get in a really weird state once the game no longer exists, if, if they're, you know, able to keep it running at all. And I kind of I like the, the Valkyrie forms at the same time your login is you're logging into CCP stuff. It's just through PSN as a pass through at one point because you remember you'll note if you log into Dust the Dust forms you immediately go to the E forms. But you'd actually... have to re-engineer you know a login. You'd have to get everyone switched off of PSN accounts or something like that. The same sort of problem with preserving your character information. Well, yeah. I and, mean, that's that's a question they need to answer then, because like you said, that's basically the same question. You know, how yes. do you, yeah, how do you transfer ownership? That, yeah. mm -hmm. But I mean, what I think may happen is, you know, is if you looked at, uh, if you look at the Valkyrie forums, is that when they, they release the Valkyrie forums, they're based on discourse. They do not require any game tie. They're not CCP forums really at all. Um, you know, I could sign up and, you know, cred post about, um, Dust 514 and it being better than Valkyrie or something. I don't know. And, uh, I guess discourse forums are much easier to manage. They're kind of self, self-moderating to some, some de degree. And I could maybe see CCP maybe throwing up one of those instead of the, you know, monolithic, gigantic Dust forums that we have now. And just so that people can chat while we wait for more information. I, I, that's kind of where I could see it going. I just wonder, I just wonder if this is how Arnold felt on Terminator 2. Just feeling a tad bit like behind the curve for like everything that's like already in front. Not to sound like extra philosophical and shit, but like just the reference to Valkyrie. I feel like you remember that you ever seen Terminator 2 where like he just got his ass beat? Like, yeah, I follow like, you. I, I just, follow you. You get what I mean? Like, I feel so behind right now. I feel like it's the shit we should have got, but it's like but that's just the fanboy in me. But realistically, it's kind of like whatever works best. Valkyrie's that's 30 million behind that, so they're gonna make that work. Whatever they can Ooh, do, maybe they'll balance Valkyrie's that. Valkyrie's taking lessons from dust though, too. I mean, it is, but I mean, it's it's the baby. It's got the it's the, it's the million dollar baby right there. That's like that's money behind that. So, but I mean, I don't know if you noticed, probably... but they mentioned right in the the Valkyrie part of the keynote, our roadmaps public online. 
It's a Trello board. They actually it's, showed it's, it to you. Yeah, briefly. it is. That is straight out of the Rattati playbook. That was a thing where Rattati was like, "I'm gonna do this," and that is it, now a thing that Valkyrie does. It was good. Yeah, I, I, the key for the I, forums. I Don't log out. I, I will have to say though, I think Rabbit is slightly on this something there because I'm sitting. I was sitting there thinking through this, like when you guys were talking about crossplay and this and the other. And I, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Valkyrie still going to be on some consoles too? It's like the PS4, bro. Yeah, the PS4. So I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting here thinking through this, and I'm like, hmm. They it's it just amazes me that uh, we go through all this drama uh, on this on this game that is literally uh, considered like a third nipple at CCP, as opposed as opposed to watching Valkyrie. (laughs) Which is is by all Crossplay? accounts a really Check. good a really good game, uh, and I'm just I'm watching all of the you know I'm just remembering all of this and it's like, it, it's it's literally like watching an insurgency inside of a company try to try to force the company to produce something that it absolutely does not have any interest in interest in producing. That's basically how I feel with it, and that's why all of my thoughts are well, I mean they're out there really, but. Just when it does, when I get something tangible, I'll just, you know, I think, uh, who said it earlier? It was either Jay or, or Pokey. Like, you just play it. And if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I'll just, I'll just move on. You know what I mean? I w- I'll tell you this. It, I, was, I was literally considering this. Um, you, you know, I, I, I want Rattati to be successful. I really want whatever the, you know, Legions of Nova Dust is going to be. Which, by the way, would be a fucking awesome rock band name, Legions of Nova Dust. Um, I really think that I that thing should. I just want it to be a good game because I want Rattati to fucking leave CCP and go somewhere that actually can produce games on a normal basis that do well, and watch him work with with something else other than just this one IP. I'd really like to see what a guy like that, uh, you know, that has vision for games. Uh, and actually can produce things. I'd be interested to see what he would do if he moved to a different studio at some point. I, I, th- I think we're I starting. Agree with that, I, so. I think we're starting down the path, though. I mean, um, you know, JC's. I think JC has turned around. I think to some degree, Shanghai, and I think that they, you know, they started simple. They put out, you know, Gunjack, and it's done. You know, it's done well. And you know, here they have another game, and we'll see how that goes. It's. I mean. I think they're moving at a better pace and a, a, a than most of CCP, and I think uh, you know I I think if anything, the way they've started to run Shanghai is hopefully rubbing off on the rest of CCP. Irony if we ended up getting a, a Valkyrie Nova Link and not an Eve Link. I honestly, that's I yeah, could, that's feasible. I could, not, I could see it, and I would I would buy that because the reality is is I feel that I mean. Eve moves at such a glacial pace in a development standpoint. I, I feel that that's a huge, huge impact. And then the other thing, of course, is that, uh, you know, as people talked about, well, why can't, you know, Valkyrie and Eve, you know, integrate or whatever? The big thing is that, you know, Eve has this like archaic framework of a one second clock cycle and everything. And at the very least, Dust slash Nova slash Phoenix slash Legion slash whatever we want to call it now and Valkyrie are both real-time games that operate on a small, reasonable scale. Well, the man that, that game will watch fighters in three hours. <laughs> right. That, that game mode they were showing out for Valkyrie, the, the carrier assault, that looked badass. 
where you, you had could, to. You could you see like, a tie in there. You can you can almost like, picture it because you've got like maps you're fighting, on a carrier. You've got you're fighting aside for control of the turrets that are holding the fighters off. Like that would be awesome. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you do that in Battlefront. I mean, if you think about it, it's not that it's not that crazy. Oh hell, Star Wars Rebel or the well, whatever it is. Um, Good God, the Star Wars game that sucks but looks great. That is Battlefront. Uh, yes, sorry. You mean? Yeah, you. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can actually. I mean, that's that's kind of a thing, you know. I mean, you you can do that. <laughs> they've they've just baked it into one game. I mean, now you've got it in two. So, and, and the guys in the and you don't really have to have it very dynamic, where you know the Valkyrie fighters coming in like start strafing, strafing targets on the ground and like seeing the actual players moving around. It doesn't have to be that elaborate. It can literally be just what you said, like, hey, there's a fight going on inside this ship that you can't see, but some things in there will affect your battle space, you know, as you're trying to blow up the carrier or do whatever. It could be you know, the opposite way, like, hey, they've got to take down a defense grid, which will let something, you know, let you get reinforcements or get more CRUs in or whatever. There's a ton of ways that those two games could link. But yeah. I, I think I would see that a lot. I think that would be significantly easier to do than getting getting Eve involved. And and a lot of it is basically zealated out very well. Just the the literal pace of the game, it, they're just two dramatically different things. And also, if you don't like literally connect both games, you could have a thematic link. And I guess you could factor in the synergy of having all of these different IP properties on Unreal Engine 4. Gunjack, Valkyrie, you can seems feasible to to borrow some of those assets for those games and then put them into Project Nova, so to say like a, like a Minmatar hub or like an ore station. You could borrow assets from Gunjack and you're fighting in that now. Or well, if you go, I'm, I'm just I'm literally just riffing off you there, Jadik. But I mean, here like as I look into the Wayback Machine and, and you look at uh, you know Planetary Conquest and Dust. Imagine this scenario, like, again, the two games, like their outcomes are, are in real time can affect each other or near real time. So let's just say you had a timer like you did back in old PC. And then uh, you also have a, a equal timer that's happening for Valkyrie. There's a, there's a battle in space, you know, classic attack, defend. Basically, it's really you know, any kind of space battle generally comes down to some form of a team death match. That's sort of how those things work out. Mm -hmm. But the outcome, let's say if you're the defender and you beat off or you destroy the other the, the wave of fighters in the in the space battle part, then you only get like 50% of the clones on the ground. Like you've literally attrited them because the game calculates in that hey, not all your dropships would have made it in, not all, you know, all that other kind of shit. So you just started at a, at a degraded resource mode and you start a normal PC battle, but you you now have to work with that. And if it's the opposite way around, you maybe you start with some other advantage, like a you know a full complement of a different complement of clones or something else. Um, there's different ways that you could do it that you don't necessarily have to directly have gameplay on gameplay. That where you're like we're looking up in the sky and watching these dudes duke it out. Like I don't, I'm not really sure we're we're quite there yet. Probably right. you know, three four years we could be. But you could easily, easily link, you know, instanced outcomes, you know, in between these two games. Yeah, I mean, like with Valk, they're uh, working on the new game mode Carrier Assault. And, I mean, with the the Nova gameplay, where we're fighting on the uh, Chimera class carrier. I don't know, something like that. It seems feasible that they could, like, like, like you say, like the outcome in one game 
then carries over to like starting point of for the the next instant matched. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just imagine being in, you know, like remember the old days we're all on the war barge, we're all like shooting the breeze and corp chat, and then suddenly, you know, like you're 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 either listening in on comms to the other fight that's happening right before yours, and like so their timers like offset by like thirty minutes from yours or twenty minutes from yours or whatever, so you're listening to that first fight, and that's very that's eerily reminiscent of how that really works in real life too, just for realsies for a moment there, like you're, you're paying great attention to what's going on in that phase of a fight. And then you'll know the minute you start loading into the game, like two, three minutes before you load into the game, are you going in with like a hundred clones? Or are you going in with like 60, you know, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. Uh-huh. That sounds awesome. Well, guys, I think uh, pokey tried to help steer us in, into a landing for uh, for a little while ago. But since we've got quite a few people on tonight, what I think we should do is go ahead and kind of roll into uh, kind of a soft shout out and just kind of if you guys had any kind of parting shots on FanFest or any of the discussions we've had about, uh, you know, Legions and Nova Dust and uh, Valkyrie. By the way, I'm sticking with that name. Uh, if, if you guys want to throw any of those out, we're more than welcome to. But we just want to kind of weed through the shout outs real quick or not real quick, but It'll take us a minute with this number of people on. Um, so unless there's any objections, I'd like to kind of go ahead and move over and give it over to Kane Sparrow for any uh, last comments or shout outs. I guess my thing is, I just hope that the dust players aren't forgotten. Well said. Um, let's see. Rabbit. Time will tell. Uh, I, uh, I still have a little bit of optimism left. And I'm just curious to see what's going to go at this point. I'm pretty, I'm set in my ways. I'm done with it, really. Good deal. Um, JDEC. I want to give a big shout out to CCP for an awesome fan fest. But I do, I do want to say to uh, Ratati and the Project Nova team, um, please make it a priority to fix the tram. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. That was good. <laughs> That's for for the folks that listen that are not you know down with the whole CCP uh, insider joke on that one in uh, Dust Five One Four. You had this. Your your you're basically your your um, your hub. Your social hub is a big space station or a war barge, if you will. And there's always in the background these really annoying sort of you know this female announcer. Uh, not that females are annoying. It's just like the this the, the repetitive nature, and one of the continual messages you get, you you get is that the, the tram is down and that suicide in public areas is not allowed. And if you have no, if you literally don't know anything about, like for instance, uh, my wife heard that and she had no idea what does. You know, she just sees me playing a video game and I didn't have headphones on. She hears that and she goes, "Suicide? What?" And I was like, "That that." Trust me, if you played for a little bit, you'd buy it. No, you wouldn't buy it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, let's see. Zell, what do you think, man? I'm I'm going to stick with the, uh, the tried and true CPM line. Um, cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I'm going to gonna go back and stick with it. Um, I'm excited about a lot of things with this. I've, you know, heard bits and pieces. I, I like some of what I hear. I think there's the right people are, are at the helm to deliver this. Um, but you know, there's, there's always, there's always those people in, in that company that can, uh, make things go in a very different direction. So, um, we gotta see, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, uh, seeing it. All right. Good deal, man. Pokey. 
well, I am, of course, boundlessly optimistic about Project Not Phoenix. Uh, and, you know, there, there, there's some things coming down the pipeline that I am keeping an open mind about. And I do suggest that people, despite being far saltier than I, uh, try to do the same. And, and let's just see where things go and, and you know, how, how things look um, once we actually get, you know, more solid details. Uh, if you are concerned about the forms, though, um, I, I do agree that hopefully there's some solution we can find to keep them around. I, I do suggest that you ping uh, CCP frame at CCP underscore frame on Twitter and just kind of let them know, like, hey, you know, what's going on with the forms? It'd be nice to, to keep these things around for at least the time being past May um, and just, you know, show interest because, uh, it kind of seems like that's that's how you get things done from the player side is just be positive and show interest in, in you know something might come of it. So get out there and, and let them know if you are concerned about the community staying together with the, the forums and whatnot. Good deal. Um, so for parting shots for me, one uh, again, I, I owe a lot to uh, CCP and their products, and, and frankly, this podcast literally would not be here uh, if it weren't for. Uh, that game company and the games that they make. So I, I absolutely, anything that I say, generally I look through that lens. So just please understand that. Uh, I do honestly wish uh, JC uh, and AKA CCP Rouge and uh, Snorri, AKA CCP Rattati, uh that they, they produce a really good game that a lot of people like. I really wish them, wish them that. There is a reality that we, we glossed over slightly in a couple of points of the show, but didn't dig into. And, and I'm not really going to do it here, but it is, it is a transition from a console based game and community to a PC based one. Uh, you know, and, and I got all the chat and laughter and joking about, Hey, you know, maybe it's a thing. It could get ported. It could this, that, and the other, the reality. And this is one of the reasons why I said, Hey, it's just a new game. It's not, it, you know, we could say it's a continuation, but it's still a new game. There will be elements in it that you can recognize probably from dust from the original dust, but it's still a new game and that's okay. And I want that game to be good. The reality is though, a lot of the people that played dust that built dust and actually provided the impetus, like the actual emotional impetus and the support that led some people at CCP to continue the work on a first person shooter will not ever be able to play or likely will not ever play, um, you know, whatever this game is going to be project Nova, uh, mostly because they will not have a gaming, they will not go down the gaming PC route or their, you know, console specific guys or too many other things, frankly, that CCP has done has gotten in the way of them enjoying that game. So, I did want to I did want to say that and just kind of put that on the table again. Not trying to open anything up on it, uh, but that is a reality that they have definitely shifted gears on a whole group of people uh, that supported them monetarily and with time and and a lot of outside the game energy. Uh, and it's not evil. I'm sure a lot of it was it was a very clean business decision. But as Rabbit and I joked about, you look at you look at the other major offering that they're putting putting out other than Eve Valkyrie. And you wonder why we couldn't get some of that. So uh, on that note, I do want to leave it on a good note. I actually believe that that uh, CCP is going to probably turn this into a pretty decent game. And it probably won't be a world shaker, but it'll be a decent game. And I think they are generally looking well, and they certainly appear to have a winner in the form of Valkyrie. So it's good stuff for them. And we will continue to monitor, their, monitor uh, 
you know, the rise of, of Nova, if you will. Uh, hopefully Nova Knife, not Chevy Nova, but we'll see how it works out. Uh, so we will be continuing to monitor this as we continue to bring on other people from other games and shows. Uh, and we've got a couple things in our pocket. If things really start to break break well with this, you know, in a year and a half or so when we actually know, uh, maybe we'll surprise you with some different stuff that we've been thinking about uh, in case this, and just on a rainy day, in case uh, CCP pulled one out, of, you know, rabbit out of the hat, so to speak. So, folks, we're going to bring this one to a close. And as we say on the show, good night and good luck. Like I said, we're not going to uh, close the show because Bait has some parting shots. Hey, um, um, go um, ahead. I would like to give a shout out um, to all of the uh, the CPM and the Dust players uh, who who went out to Fan Fest and um, and were in, brought us video in the audience. Yes, and brought, brought us video. Us video. Fucking Thank you so big much. shout out to Denny Fleetfoot, Sergeant Kirk, uh, Animati, and even Darth Carbonite um, from all from the CPM uh, who were in the room walking around being creeps and recording um the screen of you know of people playing and constantly feeding us um information um for those of us who couldn't go um since ccp did not uh you know record um like a match or two so shout out to those guys um big shout out to ccp Rattati. Uh, and CCP Frame and all of the CCP guys over at Shanghai who um, who, who really pushed forward to, to get this out at, at FanFest this year. Um, from what I understand, you know, that wasn't something that they were planning on doing. Um, and then they realized that it was, it was feasible, so they made that a priority. So thank you so much for that, guys. And then I want to encourage the um, all those on the Dust forums um, to to you know to realize that this is still a project and it's not the final outcome of the game and just to you know trooper through and you know just wait so that's all i've got to say no man i appreciate that i'm sorry i i, I totally lost track based no, on dude, you're fine. The, the amount of people we had in, in the <laughs> chat channel i, no, I totally apologize. I, I wanted to just also add an extra highlight is that uh you know we've been We've been kind of Nova focused uh, and FanFest focused and CCP focused the last, you know, two shows. Um, but we are definitely still um, passionately interested in continuing to talk about other games, movies, all sorts of fun, fun additional uh, things. And, and that will continue. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and I will have to say this, I, like Bait, I, he, he always brings in you know, brings a good perspective to the show. I, you did remind me of something that I actually thought that I was not going to say anything about in the show tonight, but I will to some of you people out there that are really, really, you know, just short of acting like absolute D bags about how you quote unquote saved dust and turned it into, you know, legions of Nova, Nova dust or whatever the fuck this thing's going to be piss off. Yeah. So I'm not going to name any names, but I think bait just said a couple of them. Um, you might want to step off your high horse. It's literally a new game. Okay. That it is what it is. And much of the people, and, and like I said, a lot of people that play dust ain't going to play this new one, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, and some of them are out of their, out of their control. So that being said, I, I wish them well, but some of you jokers out in the community that, that think you have like a, a lever on the, or at least a hand on the steering wheel somewhere in CCP at some point, 
this thing called reality is going to strike you. And I'm just hoping somebody's there to, to watch it, just like you're snapping pictures and you know, catching your YouTube videos and shit with your phone. Somebody's going to be there to watch you catch that dose of reality one day. So on that very mean and spiteful and rather snarky note, we're going to go ahead and slap, you know, slap this one uh, in the closed folder. Uh, and I think Jake was usually really good about getting these up in like in the generally a 24 hour mark, if not the same night. So this, hopefully this, this will be this out. This will be up pretty fast. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. And we are definitely looking forward to talking about, uh, you know, project Nova in the future. Once we actually get more news than we have now. So folks round two, good night and good luck.